ければ。Digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone bat. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to episode 108 of Radio Free Hipster. I am Steve. And I'm not Z. This is Gord. How's it going, man? Going good. It's going good. I am not Z. You don't you look, are not Z. You don't sound like Z. I no, kind of, I've got a much more West Coast thing going on than Z does. Indeed you do. I feel bad for the regular listeners of Radio Free Hipster. I feel good for the regular listeners. I mean, they, they get a great podcast when they listen to that show. Yes, but... They were probably sitting back waiting for a double shot of the smooth charcoal filtered voice of Z. And instead, they get their worst fucking nightmare. Yeah, they got podjacked. Now. Podjacked by two jerk offs from the West Coast. Okay, no, okay maybe not their worst point. nightmare. I mean, that's probably like death or prison sex, but having their podcast hijacked is probably up there anyway. Yeah, it's behind prison sex, I think. <laughs> so instead, you get us, Stephen yeah. Gord, from the Bone Bat Show. We have absolutely nothing to do with prison sex. We should <laughs> just get that straight right now. As little as possible. Anyway. And we'd like to keep it that way. There's no Z. There is just us from the Bone Bat Show. That's, and that's all you're getting. You can sit there, wait for the April Fool's joke to play out, wait for Z to come on. Nope, he's not here. No, there's zero Z on this Z episode. Z is not Forget in the it. house. Left the building. But what you do get. What do you get? 
a nice big taste of the Bone Bat Show. <laughs> so what we are is a pop culture and comedy show out of Seattle, which features independent music. And so we'd like to share some of our favorite tunes from the first couple years of the Bone Bat Show with you. In the meantime, yeah. Z is off somewhere rogering our feed. So if you'd like to hear what's going on with him, check out the Bone Bat Show. That's not the same thing as feeding our Roger. <laughs> not at all. That's the absolute reverse. Yeah, it's all backwards. So, we so talk what, about, what do we do on this show? Well, we talk about all kinds of stuff, whatever we're digging on, films, video games, comic books, music, of course. But one thing we always talk about on the Bone Bat Show is what pisses us off. Oh, and there's never a shortage of that. You, dude, you know what pisses me off? What pisses you off? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Now, yeah. we were just talking recently about how incredible Linda Carter was. Oh, yeah. How can Wonder Woman piss you off? Because the new, the new Wonder Woman, which I was excited about. I was like, cool, show strong female character. I am totally behind that. I like it. I like the look. I was all ready for Wonder Woman to be a badass. And then I see the new Wonder Woman costume with Adrian Palicki in it, I guess is her name. I don't know who the hell she is. It looks like crap. I mean, my enthusiasm for the show completely disintegrated, filmed the little bitty pieces and got swept out the door and consumed by a small Labrador retriever after <laughs> I saw her in that costume. It's like it's made out of a vinyl trash bag. It's just awful. It's like they designed a costume and said, hmm, we've got this tall, pretty actress. What can we do to make her look bad? And it's as if they designed it to emphasize the fact that apparently she had some sort of terrible boob job at some time. <laughs> it's look away awful. It's like, oh, oh, that's too bad. Oh, honey, cover that up. If their goal was to try to make something look like a third grade science project, they, they've succeeded. They got a pair of like styrofoam flesh colored hemispheres that are normally used for making the planets. Mm -hmm. They've got the plastic trash bag. The only thing they're missing is like the shoebox diorama in this costume. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, in all fairness though, I mean, you are going off like one publicity photo against a white background that was probably color adjusted and all this goofy shit. Hey, believe me, I've so, got a so lot done the difference at of her like of Linda Carter. <laughs> the difference of that between like her running across the tarmac to her invisible jet, maybe night and day, I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe. You're going to have to watch it now cuz I no longer care. I'm pissed <laughs> off. I'm through. She's dead to me. Okay, well what pisses me off right now? is, you know, since this is a meeting of the minds podcast-wise, I'd like to talk about another podcast that's a favorite of mine, Bloody Good Horror. In a recent episode, 155, uh, one of the gentlemen on that show, Joe, does a segment called Beer Guts, where he talks about different beers that tie in with the movie that they're talking about. And the beer he chose to talk about, which somehow tied into that movie, was Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I find myself increasingly annoyed by the elevation of this beer to some kind of legendary status. It's just a crap beer. It is a bad beer that usually it's on sale at the club. So it's one redeeming feature is it's the cheapest beer at the bar that you're at. So I don't have a problem with people having a PBR, but only after you've bought the t-shirt, the CD from the shitty opening band, and had a couple of regular decent beers and then you only have like two bucks left, and so you buy the PBR. Then go for it, knock yourself out. But before that, I don't think you really have an excuse to drink that terrible beer. 
And yet, you know, people keep mentioning it. It seems to be like the hipster beer of the moment that people enjoy this beer. I've had one recently. It's fucking abysmal. <laughs> it is abysmal. You know, in that movie 100 years ago, Blue Velvet with Dennis Hopper? Yes. Yeah, he was a, he was a real bad guy in that movie, and that was his beer. He oh. asked the kid, you know, what, what's your favorite beer? Like, uh, I don't know, Heineken? He goes, fuck that. Patch Blue Ribbon. Because he was an evil individual, and it's a crappy beer. That makes sense. I do understand that it is one of the few remaining American-owned breweries, so that's something for it. But it's still fucking awful beer. And so, there's unless there's like a hundred American-owned breweries in Northern California, what are you talking? No, about? no, of the larger ones. Oh, you know, Budweiser's not American-owned, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not the size of the brewery; it's the beer in it. <laughs> yeah, clearly that's the case here. So anyway, motherfuck Pabst Blue Ribbon. That's all I'm saying. But Bloody Good Horror is still a good show. Thumbs up. Let's leave my mother out of this. So why don't we get to some tunes, dude? Get them. Let's listen to a little Twist and Tarantulas because we ain't gone all night. When I know you want to look pretty And I know you want to smell nice And I know you want to make all the other girls jealous, baby But we ain't got all At the liquor store, well, come on. The party's way to come on. Stop your hesitating, come on. You're taking too much time. We still gotta stop and get a bottle of wine. Well, I know that you wanna look pretty, and I know you wanna smell nice, and I know you got a reputation, but we ain't got all night. Come on, baby, let's go. Come on.
man, not a wheelin' steer bit. We leak out of packs from the queen. All of we they'll bust by stand clean. Badass spaceship and dude ever seen. Move fast straight to the galaxy. Two bodies, they ride for free. Your boss got needs on a long journey. Fat ball sack, no gasoline. I got mad energy. Hey! Enemy will ever do the same I spec. Leave them open with a broken neck. Hoping that they make their dead bus break. Leave them joking, but at least they expect. All the made a pot of the most high tech. Open up the trunk, could be nice to make. Increase the power to the shield to protect. I never hit eject. Hey! All of me, that lies with the ship. Boss fat drink with the stiff of a lip. Pull the old bet ball fully equipped. Stabilized coasters with a bus dip. To the five star whip, hit transform, make a soul of eclipse. Top notch robots, game thing fixed. The all of it, they travel, take it all, never chip. All of me, allies, roll. I'm a couple box wide into the next rap show. Feel it, but I do need to drop that bus. We leave, keep them clear of dust. Turn my candles on the custom bus, cause the believe different seeds, minor drugs. If you gotta travel, then come see us. Four needers with the kids you can trust. Double bite, you gotta turn to the dust, no need to discuss. Hey! 15 billion on the pain alone. Snake skin, sinner with the end laid bone. Two dot feet, but it's just not known. But we hit 550 and the rest all gone. No tickets, cause we're coming it on. Not lifted, cause the lawns get blown. The logo's on, on the flag that flown is home, sweet home. Hey! Once every year, we get it updated. See a lot of crap till the paint gets faded. When we get it back, but things upgraded. New speaker, concrete elevated. Pull up the studio. They made it, 98 tracks so the hooks they made it Now that facts are anticipated Mac on tabs are all irrigated Auto beat lifestyle Auto beat our lives roll I'm a couple bots right into the next rap show Protecting you is what we do Slide to the door, step out to the scene Don't feel the beat, don't move quickly Be an auto beat ally Destructive, think you're posing me Stripped out there with the enemy's feet You're not got a bad ID Be that for speed That pass on the down to the knees Talk that up, all the beat quickly Once again, that was Ain't Got All Night from Detroit's Twistin' Tarantulas off the CD Attack of the Twistin' Tarantulas. That was followed, of course, by the mighty yet departed Optimus Rhyme from Seattle and Auto Beat Airbus. God damn, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about all the different tunes we could put on this show. We had a great big old list. Both of us picked that tune yeah, without well, even consulting the other. There's just a few things are unquestioning. I believe that uh, was from the CD, School the Indie Rockers, which is a must-own for all fans of the nerdcore. Really for all people in general, I think. Really, I think so, too. They should just own it. So, dude, you know what bugs me? Not pisses you off, just, just bugs you? Yeah, just, just I, I have, as a father, I have a worry that in this day and age, the young people are not learning their history. They're not. I'd like to read to you an article that I read today in the paper. Man Finds Dead Mouse in Monster Energy Drink. Wait, okay. <laughs> By Alex Silverman. A federal way teen says he found a mouse in his monster energy drink. Vitaly Sojix, age 19, says he didn't notice anything off until he got to the bottom of the drink. I put it down and it still felt heavy. Then I looked in the can and I saw the tip of the tail and I just vomited everywhere. So, <laughs> Sojik tells King 5. His lawyer tells King 5 that lab tests show the mouse was in the can before the top went off. Sojik is suing the company, and he says he can't trust anything in a can anymore. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Okay, is this guy's first... last name McKenzie? Yeah, exactly. 
This was in Bob and Doug McKenzie's Strange Brew. It was the, the entire start of the film before they mouse got in into the, the whole Macbethy part. But before that, it was a mouse in a bottle. And hasn't every time this sort of thing has popped up, like a thumb and a Coke or any of that shit, it's always a hoax? Yeah, the, what was it in the McDonald's? Or who was it, the chicken tenders that had the rat or mouse in it? And then it turned out, no, that's not the case. Yeah, no. This, the finger in the chili. This, yeah, this fucking kid popped open the can, left it in his barn or something with a little bit in the bottom. The mouse, which can squeeze down to a very small size, crawled in the top and drowned. And then he took it to his fucking lawyer. This entire thing is so goddamn dumb. And cliche to boot. That's the thing. Yeah, it's a cliche, and yet this guy's trying to trot out the old mouse-in-the-bottle trick again. Maybe he should burn himself with McDonald's coffee mix. Utter horseshit. You couldn't make this up if it was science fiction. Speaking of which... Kids need to learn their history. (laughs) Why don't we check out one from Warp 11? Yeah, a very cool Sacramento band who, speaking of history, they know their history. They know their Star Trek history, and they rock it. Shirts are dying. The red shirts are dying. The red shirts are dying. Shirts are dying. The red 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 shirts are dying. I ain't lying. What they telling you? Buying while the captain's satisfying his itch in a ditch with some great skin bitch. And the federation grows increasingly rich.
searching for you, Obi-Wan. All right, once again, Warp 11 and Rage Against the Federation from 2004's Boldly Go Down on Me. That was followed by the UK's Anchorhead and their own version of Darth Metal with Shredisode 4. So that was like a little sci-fi set. A little sci-fi there. block. Yeah, we did that. Exactly. We're so clever. Yeah, we can rock the nerd stuff. Well, maybe not quite well, just as well as yeah. Z. We do it a little different, though. I will admit. We do it different out here on the West Coast. So another thing we do every show is a little segment. Pants. Well, that, occasionally, is a segment called Multimedia Triage. Multimedia Triage. That's where we talk about the media-type stuff we are getting into, which should be a pretty short segment since the last podcast we recorded was about... I don't know, an hour and a half ago, and now Steve expects me to come out with a whole new list of video games, comic books, books, movies, and crap that I'm into that has changed since we recorded the last podcast. Fortunately, the video game world moves very rapidly. It does, and I bought Crisis 2. Did you really? Crisis 2 for the Xbox 360. And? I've just begun to play it. It is a fun run-around shoot stuff kind of game. Uh, A lot more stealth involved than the, uh, the last few shooters I've been playing. You, you can't just run right in, throw grenades, and stream and kill everybody. So, like, is it the Gears of War Mass Effect thing where you got to take cover? Not so much taking cover, hiding, being stealthy in your stealth suit, activating the armor on your suit at the appropriate time, and then just plain old, you know, take cover and shoot people in the head or mm-hmm. aliens in the head. Things that have heads that are bad, shoot them there. <laughs> okay. And uh, a lot of hype about how good-looking the game is, mm-hmm. and it, it really is. It's a good-looking game. I have I've yet to sample the multiplayer aspect of this game, but I hear it's pretty cool, too. I'm cool. sure next time you hear a podcast by us, I'll talk a lot more about it. Did you happen to play Crisis 1? I didn't. Okay. I, and I, I, this game I was not even looking for. I wasn't anticipating at all. I've been waiting for Portal 2. I've been waiting for several other games, but I was in a spot where I needed a game, this came up and it got great reviews. And I thought, you know what? I want to shoot something. So I bought it. And uh, I'm glad I did. But, you know, beyond that, I'm looking to the future. What can I talk about? I just got a book in the mail today. Just came out. Haven't even cracked it yet. Dan Abnett writes for Black Library. Wrote Eisenhorn. Yeah. Wrote a bunch of very cool books in the Warhammer series. A different book for him. It's a slightly future sci-fi book called Embedded. About a war. And there's a war reporter, a correspondent, that gets embedded with his combat troop, and by embedded, he gets his personality, his mind, implanted in the mind of a soldier as a chip. Oh, wow. That's kind of interesting So it's uh, two personalities sharing one body going into combat. I'm looking forward to it, but haven't cracked it yet. So uh, on the video game front, actually, some new DLC came out today. The add-on Arrival for Mass Effect 2. Speaking of Mass Effect... Before I've podcasted, I've already saved the galaxy once today. Are you shitting me? Wow. That's great. Played through it. It's probably better than Project Overlord. Not as good as Lair of the Shadow Broker. So it's it's worth your 560 Xbox points if you're really jonesing for Mass Effect 2 material. But, you know, at this point, I'm kind of at a dead end with the game because I finished the game and I don't have enough cash to buy the last few upgrades that are available in stores and there isn't any real way to get cash so it's kind of a dead end so they came out with this dlc and i played through it but it only gave me like 30 grand and i need like 150 grand to get the last upgrades i need 
So I don't fucking know. I, I guess I'm just going to have to wait until Mass Effect 3 comes out in December and, uh, you know, just play on from there. I, I don't know. I, I wish that there was more kind of gameplay at this point. You know, because like with Red Dead Redemption, you can sort of keep playing the world and doing different stuff. And in Mass Effect, there comes a certain point where you've kind of done everything and there's nothing else to do. Can't make any more money. So you almost have to just move on. Yeah. Speaking of moving on, man, I'm tired of talking about Mass Effect. Oh, it's such a good game. Dude. It's like something we do every episode. So you do every episode. Yeah. Well. well, why don't we move on to some tunes? Let's listen to Lefty Soul Connection. All right. This is Faye Dodo.
All right, once again, Lefty Soul Connection and Fado Doe from the 2007 CD, Skimming This Gum. Like your favorite porn, they're also Dutch. <laughs> wow. There are so many different ways to go with that, and I'm not going anywhere. Following that, of course, we had Baltimore 60-Watt Shaman, another band that, well, I guess they reform and do some reunion shows, but they're not consistently together anymore. But that tune like my was... favorite porn. Oh. <laughs> But that uh, tune was Fear Death by Water from the 2000 CD, Seed of Decades. I just got to say, when I said my favorite porn, my wife walked by and gave me a look. And I, she was smiling, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> Maybe that bodes well for later. She still doesn't understand what I'm doing talking in the living room to a mic. I think she thinks I'm insane. Like every couple of weeks, I come into the living room, I set a mic down, and then I talk to it. Because she can't hear what you're right, saying. Yeah. And occasionally I yell about my penis. So it's actually really not a lot of different than any other day, except for the microphone. <laughs> so, dude, what about uh, another segment that we have every episode? To varying success. <laughs> Usually unsuccessful. <laughs> Filthy jokes. Filthy jokes. God, I hope you have a good one this time. That's not bad. All right. So th this little old lady goes into the bank one day, and she's carrying this big-ass sack of cash. And she insists that she has to talk to the president of the bank. She can't speak to any of the staff there. It has to be the president because she wants to open a savings account. And this is a lot of money. I'd so like I, to point out that already in this joke, you said big old sack and staff. Thank you. So after much him and hawing, the bank staff finally ushers her into the president's office. And the president says, well, how, how much money do you have that you'd like to deposit? And she replies, 165000 And she dumps the cash out of her bag onto his desk. The president was kind of shocked and, of course, curious as to how she came by all this money. So he asked her, ma'am, I got to say, I'm really surprised to see you carrying around this much cash. How did you get this kind of money? And the old lady replies, I make bets. The president asks, well, bets? What kind of bets? Well, for example, I'll bet you right now $25,000 that your balls are square. The president laughs, of course. That's a ridiculous bet. You can never win that kind of bet. So you're afraid to take the bet. The president says, no, no, no. I, if this is what you want to do, absolutely I'll bet you 25000 that my balls are not square. The little old lady says, okay, but since this is a lot of money, I'm going to bring my lawyer in tomorrow at 10 a.m. to witness this. The president says, well, sure, okay, fine. So that night the president gets kind of a little bit nervous about the bet. I mean, clearly this is... Just an unusual situation. So he goes in front of the mirror, and he kind of checks his balls, turning from side to side again and again, just feeling them from different angles, making absolutely sure that there's no way that his balls could be defined as square. So the next morning, he goes to work, and precisely at 10 a.m., the little old lady appears with her lawyer in the president's office. She introduces the lawyer to the president and repeats the bet. 25,000 says that the bank president's balls are square. The president agrees with the bet again, and the old lady asks him to drop his trousers so that they can all be witnessed. The president complies. The little old lady peers closely at the testicles and then says, Well, for this kind of money, can I feel them? Well, okay. I understand 25 grand is a lot of money, so you should be absolutely sure. Just then, he looks over and he noticed the lawyer banging his head quietly on the desk. The president asks the old lady, What the hell is the matter with your lawyer? She replied, nothing, except I bet him 100 grand that by 10 a.m. today I'd have the bank president's balls in my hand. <laughs> nice. That's an oldie but a goodie. It is. Classic. It's a little derivation 
on the horse in the barb joke, but still, it's yeah. a good one. It's quality. Yeah, what are you got? Joke. I don't have one that good or that old, though. Mm-hmm. So this man is walking home. It's a cold, blustery day, walking home from work, and he sees on the ground this bird, and the bird is not in a good way. It's not dead. The guy apparently has not heard of avian flu because he picks up this bird, and it's unhealthy, it's shivering, it's clearly in need of some nourishment and warmth. So he, he tucks it in his jacket, and he walks the rest of the way home and opens the door and greets his wife. And she goes, what do you have there? And he goes, oh, I, I found this, this little bird on the ground when I was walking home, and it, it looked so sad and looked like it really needed help, and it's, I think it's hypothermic. It's, she goes, oh, yeah, you're right. Poor little thing. We need to warm it up. Look, it's freezing. He's like, yeah, it's, it's a cold, cold little bird. And so the wife looks at him. She goes, honey, you, you're really sweet. She just looks at him like, I can't believe what a wonderful, sensitive man I married. And her husband, being a guy, he sees this as an opportunity. He goes, yeah, so uh, let's say you and me. Let's, let's do it. Right now, right here in the kitchen. She goes, oh, please. Not in front of the children. <laughs> oh, come on, I try. You see, it's funnier because knowing what a fan of puns you are, that totally makes sense that that would tickle you. Yeah, I, I get All that. three of my fans. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, check out a couple of tunes from the Pacific Northwest. First off, I have to say, despite our thrilling intro to this episode, it does not ever sit well with me to cut the mighty beefy off. It's never really a good idea to cut off Beefy. Absolutely not. So let's check out a tune from Rolling Doubles. You can call him Beef. I'm not great, dude, I'm terrific. Yo, I've been here before. In the 509, I'm causing walls. 206, I hit the blitz like low for the trooper was in the mix. Huh? Straight new core rap machine. Running shit like Commander King. Call me up if you're 18. I'm only mean without caffeine. So if I don't get my fix, send y'all down the river sticks. Tell Sharon I said hi, ladies, beefies in short supply. So get him while you can. Boyfriend, baby, leave that man. Should it be a hard decision? You're the witch and I'm the vision. Now we can figure out all the silly things we can joke about. Yo, I've got skill and I've got power Badass just like MC Ryder Beefy's got killer flow Tell me something I don't know Ryder's known to pop the Glock While Beefy's playing Bioshock Welcome to the Circus of Value And I can tell you right now That if I got me my plasms I'll take you out with a plow You're in for a treat Explode, unbeatable like battle toes. Empty out that tattoo bottle, then adventure like full throttle. Sour like lemonade, only need two coins for this arcade. Spend all day on NBC, the sequel, home slice naturally. I don't know what I found, but I know that I hold it down. Nerdcore might be what. 
what y'all call it. Can't get enough like an alcoholic. I hear them cry and plead. Can't stop singing, play with me. Tabletop stuck in my head. We love beefy from A to Z. What can I say? With just one hook, I can make your day. Just one verse, I can make your year. Like Killface, I will destroy your ear. Not with teeth, with my sound. My magic is world renowned. And with every side I visit, I make each domain so exquisite. Other rappers whisper curses, but still begging me for verses. All powerful like Zeus, like Xander Cruz, dude, I boosh. Ladies love to fill my wubs and gill go while we're watching scrubs. I'm a spaz just like JD and erotic too, like Dr. Reed. Your headphones, you're in for a Once again, you can call me Beef from Rolling Doubles by Beefy. And that was followed by the Super Suckers, the greatest rock and roll band in the world. And their tune from 1997's Must Have Been High, the Super Sucker Drive-By Blues. Thank yous. Thank you. And good night. Of course. This episode, we want to thank Z for making it all happen. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for allowing us to share your feed 
I hope that we've suitably honored the Radio Free Hipster name. And of course, to the listeners, I hope you have found us worthy. And if so, please come by and check out the Bone Bat Show. I'd also like to thank longtime friends of the Bone Bat Show, Barefoot Barnacle, who are responsible for the background music this episode. You can pick up their amazing debut CD through CD Baby or check out the band at myspace.com slash barefootbarnacle. Our usual bullshit, you can subscribe to the show at http colon slash slash feeds dot feedburner dot com slash the bone bat show. Wow, there's a lot of colon in there. There is. Show numbers 425-296-6557. Or you can email the show at steve at bonehand.com. Also, we have new content on bonehand.com every Sunday, including the Bone Bat Show and its younger, homelier brother, the Heavy Half Hour. The Heavy Half Hour. And you know, believe it or not, this podcast is not the only thing I do. I am an internationally published cartoonist. That's true. Does that sound impressive? That sounds like a lot cooler than I really am. It's more impressive than when you actually see the cartoons. Yeah, because they're kind of shitty. But once a week at MightyWombat.com, you'll see a cartoon from me. You can follow me on Twitter at Mighty underscore Wombat. And I'm Bonehand over there as well. And if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Or spread a friend and tell the word. You know, one of the reasons I dig Radio Free Hipster so much is that Z is always breaking some new incredible music that I have never heard before. But tonight, we would like to return the favor. Yeah! We have a new artist making his debut here tonight. No one has ever heard this before. No one has ever heard this. This is a world premiere. One of many world premieres here on Radio Free Hipster. Inspired by Whitey Crackers. Whose song, I Am a Pirate, kicked off the show. That's right. By Whitey Crackers. Answered on our podcast as to why there are no biosci raps. Why in Nerdcore do they draw the line at biology? Well, we have tracked down a rapper extraordinaire who raps about things biological and microbiological. That's right, MC Benzene. Hell yeah. Debuting his new cut, nothing but a GATC thing. You know what I like about the name MC Benzene? What's that? Benzene, it's got a nice ring to it. (laughs) Absolutely, here it is. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one. So, you know what? You're right, though. There are all kinds of different nerds. And I've noticed that so much nerdcore is computers. It's sci-fi. It's you know maybe a little bit of literature. It's movies. But there is a facet of nerdism, which is true to my heart, which I just have not yet found. And that is that is the biology nerd. How come no one is rapping about endoplasmic reticulum? (laughs) Hmm. Well, sir, I believe you found an opening. I'm the biggest thing that happens is the fung. I got the kingdom like to hang out on the edge of endoplasmic reticulum. Not around the smooth part or inside the lumen. My posse of ribosomes is keeping you human. Transcription is the first part of the synthesis dance. I'll unzip your DNA like your sister's pants. RNA polymerase makes mRNA, which gets squirted out the membrane just like a bidet. The tRNA traffics in a way that is obscene. Oh, it's kidnapping acids, the kind that are amino. The next step in the process is something called translation. The ribosome is Ellis Island for assimilation. I squeeze the mRNA like the Charmin squeezed by Whipple. You know I read the codons, every one of them is triple. The tRNA moves so fast it's fucking insane, and I string the acid cargo into a polypeptide chain. Yeah, ribosomes, hardest organelles in the whole damn cell. 
If you get into my face, fool, you better play defense. I will not hesitate to write your termination sequence. I'll denature your foldings, both second and tertiary, and use your peptide bonds to write your obituary. Bitch, bitch, bituary? Mitochondria, Golgi bodies, bitches, every one of you. You're barely even organelles. You know what I like? I like double bondage. Yeah, that's right. Covalent, ionic, give me the double bondage, man. That's what I'm into. MC Benzene, 2011. I'm out. The Dread Pirate Steve being no man's debt.